You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Torah Sparks Podcast, coming at you live from the Torah Sparks Studios. That's a double lie. This is not live. This is a recording, and it's not an actual studio. It's called My Living Room. This week's podcast is sponsored by my friends at Gabe and Rubens Jewelers. They sell amazingly priced diamond jewelry. You guys should check them out on Instagram at Gabe and Rubens Jewelry or call Itza Golfez directly at 410-258-1583. On Instagram, give the code ORI123. You'll get 10% off on select gold and diamond jewelry. If you go into the store here in Baltimore, Tell them you heard about them on the Torah Sparks podcast, and you'll get a discount as well. This week's Parsha is Kiseitze. Now, just so you have a broad image and an understanding of you know what we're looking at, we're talking about 74 mitzvos, 110 psukim, 1,582 words, and 5,856 letters. And amazingly, you know what the significance of 5,856 is? Actually, I'm not sure, but if you have any ideas, please contact me. Let me know if you have any connections with that large number. I wanted to say the following, and that is there's different types of, and, and I might get in trouble for saying this because I my philosophy and my minhug that was passed down from generation to generation was that it's called noodles, not pasta. And I'm pretty sure that the same types of families who say noodles instead of pasta are the same ones who call dinner dinner as opposed to supper. That's just my hunch and my feeling um, based on experience. But I, I might be wrong. But I wanted to say there's different types of noodles, okay? You can make your own noodles if you're feeling all crazy and Italian. Or what's more classic is you buy you know noodles in a store, and then you bring it to your home, you put it in a pot, and you cook it till it's al dente, and then you go ahead and eat it. But there's a third type. Actually, no, there's really four. There's the, the third type is Wacky Max, so that's a little bit of a cheap shot. But And then there's the fourth, which is the most lazy type of noodle making, and it's called instant hot noodle soups. Some of the classic brands are Geffen, Tradition, etc., and there's something about these soups in our particular, although it might be the laziest type of noodle, the instant hot noodle soups are perhaps the most inspirational type of noodles. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. But just as a side, I wanted to point out that the random packet that they always give of vegetables, I decided this past week that I'm going to try to improve my diet and actually start eating more vegetables. So instead of throwing out this packet of little corn and peas and other green stuff, I'm not sure what they are, as I normally would have done, I decided, you know what, I'm going to actually add it into the soup. And it was actually quite delicious. So, you know, by all means, try it out instead of chucking it out like you probably normally do. So what is so inspirational about the instant hot noodle soup? Well, first we have to understand how is it made? Okay, what is the science behind these soups? And there's a fascinating lesson to be learned. And yes, it will connect to the parsha. The answer is what? They are pre-cooked. These noodles have already been steamed and then dried. And the only thing that needs to be done is for it to be recooked 
which is done through the medium of hot water. And the water reignites and revitalizes the already cooked noodles. And because the noodles were already cooked once upon a time, the process of cooking them again takes much quicker than, say, a regular pot of noodles. And I couldn't help but think how this idea is such a good parable for our lives. It's an incredible muscle. You see, our souls, our nishamos, descended to this world already, quote-unquote, pre-cooked. Prior to coming down here on this world, our nishamos were basking by the Kisei HaKavod, by the throne of glory, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, Bechvodu Va'atzmo, and we were getting cooked. We were, we were experiencing that connection, the Dveikus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then Hashem sent us down here to this world. And our job is to reignite and revitalize that connection that already exists and to be able to harness that and actually improve it and become even stronger and become even closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem Himself. And the only way we can do that, you know, it's brought down, it's a Gemara that before we enter into this world, the Malach touches us on our lip, some argue maybe that's the indentation above the lip. And we forget everything we learned. We forget the whole Torah that we were taught in the womb. And the question is, why did we have to go through that whole process of learning everything, learning the entirety of the Torah in the womb, if we're just going to forget it before we enter into this world? And the Bali Svarim tell us that the only way we are shaykh, the only way we can have a connection to Hashem, to the Torah here on this world, is because we were taught it once upon a time. We were pre-cooked with that connection because it was there once upon a time. And now, every time we learn, we're, so to speak, doing chazar. We're going back. We already have that connection. And we're building upon that. We're getting it back and we're getting it even stronger and building ourselves up even more. And that's this idea of the instant hot noodle soup. It's this idea that we're pre-cooked, we have this connection. The whole idea of teshuva this time of year, what does it mean to return, to go back? We're going back to something that exists. We know we have a connection. It doesn't matter how far a person went, how low a person may have stooped. A person had that connection once upon a time. He has that potential. It's within his grasp. It's within his means. He did it once before. He can do it again. I always find it fascinating that if you try to think of a song, that, you know, if someone sings to you a low melody, or right, the low part of a song, okay, and you're trying to remember, oh my gosh, it sounds a little familiar, what's the song? All of a sudden, when they sing the high part, the chorus, you're like, oh yes, now I remember that song. How often in life do we hit the low notes and the low moments, and we're not sure, it's unclear what's going to be, but then we have to realize, oh my gosh, there's a high part, there's a chorus, there's those times that I did have that connection, there's those times that I did have that clarity, there's the times that I did understand the sugya, there's the times that I did, uh, whatever it is, there's the times that I had that connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and teshuva is part of, part of the idea of teshuva is returning to that, is returning to that high part, to those high moments, that those moments of connection, the moments of realizing, oh my gosh, I'm cooked, I have this connection, I have, an, I have a neshama, I have a part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu I was connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu once before. I was connected by the Kisi HaKavod once before. And I could connect to him again. The Torah begins in this week's Parsha. When you go out 
to war, when you go out for battle against your enemies. So we hear all the time, oh yeah, the enemies, this is a reference perhaps to the Yitzhahara. The Pritzadik says it's not true. It's not just a reference. It's not a remez. This is Peshat in the Pasuk. The Pashat Peshat, the simple understanding in this Pasuk is that it's a reference to the Yitzhahara. Hara, as Rashi says, it's it's we're talking about the Machemis Rashus, we're talking about Lodibur Torah El Kenegadha Yitzar. The Torah is talking about the battle within, the battle against the Yitzhar, and says the Nasiva Shalom, the Slonama Rebbe, an amazing thing. What does it mean, Kiseitse, when you go out to battle? Why doesn't it say when you battle, Kilachim, Kislilachim Alaivav? Why does it say Kisitsi when you go out to battle? Because says the Slonama Rebbe, the Nasiva Shalom, it's a reference to to the emergence of our souls from the upper worlds down here to the lower worlds. You see, like we were saying before, we were pre-cooked. We had this connection. We were basking in the up high by, by the Kisi covered by the throne of glory with Hashem. And then Hashem sent us down here to this world. And we emerged here on this world. Kiseitse. And you know what happened at that moment when we emerged and came out into this world? We entered into a battle zone, a battlefield, the battle, the lifelong battle within, the battle with our Yetzer Hara. And you know what's incredible about this Yetzer Hara, about the evil inclination? He understands even better than we do about our lofty potential that we can reach and how quickly it is that we can get there. And that's why he does everything that he could to direct us away from achieving that goal. He uses all of his resources to steer us far away from getting closer to Hashem and his Torah. The Yetzirah knows that we are pre-cooked. We have a connection with Hashem. We were once upon a time, not that long ago, basking in his glory by the Kisya Kavod. And he also knows that because we are pre-cooked, it's so much easier and can take us so much quicker to do that teshuva, to reignite and revitalize ourselves and bring us back to that close-knit connection with Hashem. And you know what the water is? You know what the hot water is? Going back to the instant hot noodle soup mushal? The Torah. Ain mayam el Torah. The Torah is like water. Hashiveinu avinu l'sarasecha, like we spoke about a little bit last week. One of the ways that we can connect back is by connecting ourselves to the Torah. But it goes beyond that. And just to end off with a, a, an idea, a practical idea, in fact, it's one of the most practical insights that I heard about how we can go ahead and attack the Sahara in this constant battle of our war. The Baal Shem Tov says, you have to be able to learn from the Yitzhahara how to serve Hashem. Think about the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara, he has so much zrizos, he has alacrity, he has so much energy in trying to convince us to do things that we shouldn't do. The Baal Shem Tov says, we should learn from the Yitzhahara, just like the Yitzhahara has this midah of energy to do the will of Hashem to try to mess us up, so too we should have that alacrity, have that zrizus, have that energy to serve Hashem and to not listen to the Yitzhara. And Ezehu Chacham, it's brought down, Alomin Mikol Adam, even from the Yitzhara. Yes, the Yitzhara is not an Adam, it's not a person, but we can even learn from the Yitzhara how to become smarter in our own ways. And Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, in his Sefer from Art Scroll, in The Mystery and the Majesty, page 85 to page 86, he says an unbelievable idea based on the Michtav Me'eliyahu. The Michtav Me'eliyahu says there's an idea called Shochad Satan, bribing the Satan. And that's the idea that if you give into the Satan on some level, then the Satan, which is representative of the Itahara, will retreat and overcoming the the Itzahara will be that much easier. 
So Rabbi Gladstein says like this, he says, Just like the Yitzhahara always tries to push us to postpone doing a mitzvah or doing a chesed until machar, until tomorrow, Yitzhahara says, No, don't learn now. Don't do that chesed now. Don't go to chakras now. You'll do it tomorrow. He employs this midah of machar. You'll do it tomorrow, postponing. Don't do it right now. The same way the Yitzhahara does that to us, we should do it to him. So, if the Yitzhar comes over to you and says, hey, speak Lashon Hara about so-and-so, instead of saying, no, I can't speak Lashon Hara, closing your, I'm not, say, you know what? You're right, Yitzhar. I'm going to speak Lashon Hara about him tomorrow. By doing that, you're actually weakening the Yitzhar. Another example, if the Yitzhar says, hey, look at this thing that's inappropriate, So a person can say, no, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to look. Instead of doing that, you know what a better Eitzah is? Say, you know what, Yitzhara? I'm going to look, but I'm going to look tomorrow. And by doing that, again, obviously, tomorrow, try not to speak Lajnar. Try not to look at whatever is inappropriate. But the idea is that you just weakened the Yitzhara because you employed the same Mida against him. That's this idea of Ezel Chacham Halomid Mikal Adam you can even learn from the Itzahara how to serve Hashem. And as we enter into this battle, we've entered into this battle. We're here, guys. We're here on this world. But we can connect back. We, by doing Teshuva, we can realize part of Teshuva is it's just a mental thing. It's realizing I have what it takes. I've been there before. I was basking in Hashem's glory. I have a connection with Him. I can do this. We all have what it takes. The question is, are we going to take what we have? Are we going to take these lessons, these ideas, and actually implement them into our lives? Wishing you a fantastic Holy Week, and we'll see you next time.